Welcome to another edition of No Block Sports. I'm your host, Jason Green. Um, we are on episode 56, and just like other the other 55 episodes, we have so much to get into. Know what's on my mind um, this week. Um, actually, it's funny. I was looking at the past episodes, and 30 episodes to this one, I did uh, my 2020 NFL Draft predictions. And now, 30 episodes later, we were doing the 2021 NFL Draft. So that's the whole entire show. Um, for people that aren't familiar with what I did last time, I basically just do a whole first-round mock, how I would pick if I was in that scenario. I'm not predicting what they would do. This is how I would do it. So mocked my own mock draft, I guess you would call it. Um, it's a little different, obviously. I don't do trades because um, I'm only doing the first-round mock. I'm not like you know putting all these numbers in there and like I'm trading a first or and all that. I might say this team could possibly trade here. Right, but I'm not going to do any trades. So everything is going to be straight through. So obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent correct. But last year we actually did pretty well to the first like twelve picks. We got like ten out of the first twelve picks correct. So without further ado, let's start it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock with the number one overall pick. And how much time do I need to spend on this? This one is obvious. He's like a minus ten thousand to go number one overall. He's been the favorite to go number overall since he was a freshman in um college. That's Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, obviously quarterback from Clemson, 6'6", 220. Um, I actually noticed he has very similar measurements to Justin, Justin Herbert. I think Herbert's 6'6", 227. Um, so what didn't what can he do or hasn't accomplished at the college level? Obviously, national championship winner, QB award winner, um, made the college football playoff every single year. The only thing to knock about Trevor Lawrence is can he live up to the expectations? That's the truth. He's got all the physical tools. I mean, mentally, I don't I don't see him making many mistakes. I see he's tough. I saw the national semifinal game, him taking hits and coming back in. I've seen him make very good plays with his legs, also bring back to that national semifinal game a year ago, that 60-yard touchdown run. So he can do it all. I don't think he ran that much in college because he didn't have to. I think they could use his legs more in the NFL, and I think he's going to need to with Jacksonville's obviously not a good roster. That's the only thing that can fail him. That's the truth. The reason these teams pick so high and Jacksonville's been picking so high consistently over the past 10 years is because they haven't been able to flip it. They haven't been able to flip it. And that's why they've been going through quarterbacks. Listen, you can say whatever you want, but Blake Burles was a top 10 pick. He's the first quarterback taken. I'm not saying he was as talented as Trevor Lawrence, but what I'm saying is they've been going through quarterbacks. And maybe you have to look at the inner of what you have to get done outside of the quarterback position because it doesn't matter. It's all about situations. Trevor Lawrence could easily not be as good because of the situation around him. That's the truth. That's how quickly it can turn. I'll bring an example like Joe Burrow real quick, where I thought Joe Burrow was easily the best quarterback prospect, right? And he put up really good numbers. Well, the O-line is terrible. He tears his ACL, and now you don't know. I mean, that's the truth. Now you don't know. Will he ever be the same after that? So that you have to build around your quarterback because I know he can be as talented and he's the best quarterback prospect I think we have seen since Andrew Luck, right? That's just what everyone's been saying, and I agree with that. So all the best in the world. Hope Open Rod can get it done for him with Trevor Lawrence. They got their franchise quarterback. Um, all right, number two. This is, I mean, everyone knows this is how the draft is going so far. Zach Wilson will be number two, and I would do that as well. Um, 6'3", 210, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. The reason he is number two over Mac Jones, over Justin Fields, over Trey Lance, is because he fits the times in the NFL. That's the truth. He can throw from the hole. What I mean by that is, it's like when Steph Curry was entering the NBA, right? 
everyone now wants to shoot more threes. But now Patrick Mahomes is changing the game. And he Patrick wasn't even the first one to do it. Matthew Stafford is actually more of the all-arm angles and throw-off-any-foot kind of thing. But Patrick Mahomes has really elevated it. Um, so that's the biggest reason I think he's ahead of him, because he can throw from any angle. And we saw his day throw on the pro day, rolling to his left, throwing 70 yards. It was actually just ridiculous throw. It means nothing, but it, it just proves that it was actually a ridiculous throw and how talented the guy is. Here's the only knock that I've heard. Reports say that he's a stubborn, rich white kid and has gone to everything. That's that was what I've heard. I don't know the guy personally, right? But can you play in the bright lights of New York when everybody is hammering on you every single day? Another QB factory that hasn't worked out like Jacksonville. It's, I mean, once again, Sandra was the most talented quarterback, first quarterback taken in his draft class. Or second, second. They can be filled first. But I say Sam Darnold was the more talented quarterback, and everyone thought that. And yet, he's gone after four years. So, I wish Zach Wilson the best of luck. I think Robert Slaug is a good coach to be mentoring. He's seen a lot of quarterbacks coming through in San Francisco the last couple of years and knows how to deal with them. Even though he's on the defensive side of the ball, you still talk with everyone. And he's probably had to learn that becoming a head coach. So, I like Zach Wilson. I think he can be great in today's NFL. I really do, because he can throw from multiple arm angles, and he can make any throw possible. He's Actually, he has a very good pocket presence, very good with his feet. All right, number three, you would think the draft would get interesting, but it doesn't because too many reports have come out that the San Francisco 49ers from Miami via Houston, that's how much this thing has been thrown around, will take Mac Jones as the third overall pick. So he's 6'2 and a half, 217 pounds. Kyle Shannon, here's why I think he's the pick. To me, the most complicated playbooks in the NFL that I've watched, talking about motions and formations, are Sean McVay, Andy Reid, and Kyle Shanahan. So you need an intelligent quarterback. I'm not saying these guys aren't all smart. You have to be smart to be a quarterback. But Steve Sarkeesian has been on record as saying he's the smartest quarterback he has ever coached. That is high praise. Steve Sarkeesian has gone through a lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. Talk about Tua and Jalen Hurts in the past two years, right? They were both drafted first and second round picks. He said he was the smartest. So he, you need that type of intelligence to run a Kyle Shanahan system. That's, that's the biggest reason why I think he's going number three. But, like, I don't understand what the knock is. I mean, like, what else could you have done in the one year that you started? Like, I'm serious. Um, 4,500 passing yards, led to college football, four one touchdowns, four interceptions, um, won the national championship, put up insane numbers in the national championship in college, you know, semi-football game. I just, I don't understand what more he had to do to be in this spot. Now, I get it, not top 10, but people are saying, like, I mean, not top 20, like, this is how the NFL works. Exactly what Joe Burrow did, right? And Joe Burrow's number one overpick, and no one questioned it. So now we're questioning it because of the history of uh, Alabama quarterbacks. So I can't think of any LSU quarterbacks that have been successful. I mean, can anyone? I mean, last one was Jamarcus Russell, right? Uh, I don't think I'm wrong by saying that. So <clears throat> Zach Menberger, I mean, he was fifth round, but <clears throat> that's the truth. Like, it's it just all you like to pick and choose your arguments. I like the pick, I think he'll do fine. And I think he's a good option to replace Jimmy G, just a younger version, you know, kind of a Patriot-style quarterback who, you know, won't make many mistakes and knows your system, and you can you still go through the running game, which is all Alabama has done anyway. Same thing with Kashan. So three, Mac Jones is the pick. All right, the fourth pick in the draft is where it finally gets interesting. It's where the Atlanta Falcons are at. Should they take a quarterback with Matt Ryan on the downfall and new head coach Arthur Smith? Because he has no loyalty to Matt Ryan, you would think. 
but it's going to be the most Atlanta Falcons thing. And this is the first time I'm actually for it. They always draft weapons when they don't need it. Well, now they still don't need it, but I think they can't miss this guy. And I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts with the fourth overall pick. He is a physical specimen. That is the only way of putting it. 6'5", 239. His jump ball's ability is probably as good as I've seen since Gronk. Uh, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head that I'm missing with that good of jump ball contested catch ability. He can line up in both the slot and the outside, which Kronk is also fantastic at doing. Um, he's too big for corners and safeties. He's too athletic and fast for linebackers. Man ran a 4-4-4-40. And imagine this trio of Pitts, Julio, and Ridley. Now, I've just been, of course, getting reports that they're thinking about trading Julio Jones. If that is the case and you can recoup a first-round pick, right, then you can work on your defense or maybe get a quarterback later, but then you still need your weapons to replace him. I mean, that's the truth. You instantly got worse replacing Julio Jones. Kyle Pitts might be the only player in this draft, besides him and Jamar Chase, that can even replicate that kind of physicality, right? I think it'd be a great pick. And if you still keep Julio, who is going to be able to guard that? Pitts, Julio, and Ridley trio? I mean, you'd easily have the best trio in the NFL, maybe except for Kansas City. That is how good Imagine this can be. And that could give Matt Ryan... That's like the last draw. If you can't get it done with that, then, of course, we'll get rid of you. So um, that's what I'm doing if I'm Atlanta at four. All right, number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, this is what I'm doing. They're probably going to take Jamar Chase. That is the rumor. That is the pick. I'm not doing that. I'm taking Penny Sewell. We just talked about this earlier with Trevor Lawrence. In the first year, Joe Burrow tore his ACL in year one. The Bengals O-line ranked 30th via pro football focus. He's an excellent run backer, which also the Bengals need to do more. They need to utilize Joe Mixon more, okay? Um, he's believed to be a very good athlete, and they've said this because he'll have no issue moving a guard later in his career, which I think is huge when I'm drafting a tackle because tackle wear and tear on your body. It's probably one of the hardest positions to play. If you can slide in the guard, land your career, and still be effective, and you're not losing anyone, it is a humongous asset to me. So that's where I'm going with number five with Penny. So he didn't play last year, which is big for me, but you got to take him, best offensive lineman. They could go Slater. It's going to be him or Slater, but I'm going to go Penny Sewell with a fifth overall pick. All right. There's the Miami Dolphins, six. Um, the, the, the Dolphins are in a weird spot. The draft can go a lot of ways. They could take Slater here. They could take Sewell. They could take Pitts if he drops. But as this board is lined up, what I'm doing is I'm taking Jamar Chase. Um, Jamar Chase is an absurdly talented wide receiver. I mean, absurdly talented. As a true sophomore, Chase set the single-season SEC record for receiving yards with 1,780 and touchdowns with 20. There's not a true weakness in his game that I've seen. He can be physical at the line of scrimmage. He's great at creating separation. He has an ideal NFL body, 6'1", 208, and he's an excellent route runner. Um, I do this because it's for Tua. Um, they have another first-round pick. Don't forget that they can also use an offensive line or maybe something different, and I'll get to that later. But you got to get Tua more weapons. I know they just signed Will Fuller. Devontae Parker's not going to be there forever. He's younger. He's cheaper. Um, and then you have a legit three instead of now two. And Jakeem Grand Limbo, they're just little speedsters, cog guys. So I'm continuing to fill out um, the wide receiving weapons for Tua. Just get him every single possible weapon available and work from the rest from there to make him look better. Um, I, I said, with two off the board, they could go Slater, and I wouldn't be shocked. Listen, their O-line is ranked 28th by pro football focus. But Chase, to me, is too good. 
to pass up on my mind. But I wouldn't be shocked if they went a different direction. This is just what I'm doing. All right, with the seventh overall pick, I got the Detroit Lions drafting Rashawn Slater uh, out of O-line, uh, O-lineman out of Northwestern, 6'4", 315. Listen, the Lions need everything. That's the truth. They need everything, maybe except running back. Kind of got Kenny Galladay just went. So, if, I mean, if they go Slater, maybe the Detroit Lions will go Jamar Chase. Um, but here's the first way to do it. You're a young team. You're rebuilding. Why not start in the trenches? Do what the Cowboys did. Draft O-line every year and build that up front. This not only will help your new quarterback in Jared Goff, it also have your young running back in DeAndre Swift. This guy also opted out in the 2020 season. He's viewed more as an inside guy in the future. Like, Penesu will be on the left tackle longer, which is, I think, why he's going to be drafted higher. Um, so, But also some experts project him as a future center, which, which is great because it's versatility. But start in the trenches. If you're the Detroit Lions, Rashawn Slater should be and would be my pick. All right, with the eighth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select Justin Fields. And to me, Fields is the second-best quarterback in the draft, obviously the quarterback from Ohio State. You're probably wondering why. They just got Sam Darnold. Well, one, if you ever listen to my podcast, I don't like Sam Darnold, and I've never been convinced about Sam Darnold. Um, But it pushes pressure on Sam Darnold. Um, to me, Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft class. What I saw against Clemson in the national semifinal game was a perfect performance. 22 of 28, 78.5% completion centers, 385 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. And two of them were 45-plus yards deep throws. That was like the one not can he throw the deep ball. Um, I also like this pick. I told you, it puts pressure on Sam Darnold. If he fails, right, like I think he will, you move on the fields next year. It's that simple. You move on the fields next year. That is personally what I'm doing if I'm the Carolina Panthers because there's no defensive player that I like on the board at this point, right, which obviously Carolina needs. I mean, they could take Sertain, but this is a team to me that could trade back, and they've been rumored to trade back, and a team would trade up maybe like the Patriots to go get Justin Fields and sit him for a year. So watch out for that, but obviously I told you this is how I'm doing the mock draft. I'm just thinking of what I would do at this selection if they were there. So that would be uh, the pick and number eight for me, the Carolina Panthers. All right, number nine, the Denver Broncos are going to select Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State. So five quarterbacks in the first nine picks in this draft is going. It's what always happens. O-line and quarterbacks move up. Trey Lance is 6'3", 225 pounds. And the reason why he's so highly talented is in the 2019 season, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also rushed for over 1,000 yards. It was like 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. 42 touchdowns to zero turnovers. I think he might add a fumble. I'm not sure. But it's funny. He played one game this last season. He actually did throw a pick. I think he's more of a project. When you play in this FCS, even though North Dakota State is the most talented program in the FCS, the Broncos once again have a quarterback. It's the same situation as the Panthers. But the time is ticking on Drew Locke. That's the truth. If he can't get the job done, Trey Lance, let him sit for a year, and he'll go at it next year. But in all seriousness, and I've said this, I could see Lance going 8 to the Panthers and Fields going 9 to the Broncos. I could see him the other way around like I predicted. This is just what I would do. I like Fields better, which is why I had him first. But honestly, I would. they could honestly be swapped in a second, and I wouldn't hate it for either either team. So that's how I think it would go at number 9. All right, number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. They're taking Patrick Sertain, a quarterback from Alabama, 6'1", 203. Got great length. For a corner, and he's extremely physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, also, to me, he's clearly the best player available at this point. 
I think he's a top five talent. That's truth. And I say it's because quarterbacks in the line always get prioritized more. Um, but to me, he's a top five talent in this draft. I would have taken him probably as high as six. But yeah, probably maybe five. Like the Bengals probably is five. But he's going to drop the tenure just because of prioritization. Um, the Cowboys couldn't um, replace Byron Jones last year. They missed him badly. Gave up 386 yards per game. Had like one of the worst pass defenses in like, NFL history through the first 10 games. They actually corrected that um, later on. But still, it wasn't good. Bottom 10. Patrick Tain would be a huge help for them at the number 10 overall pick. To really sharp their defense. Because we all know their offense is absolutely loaded. So they don't need anything on that side of the ball. Let's go to their NL East rivals with Lemon Little Pick. The New York Giants. Um, this was a little tough decision what I would go to here. Another team I could see possibly trading up or trading back some for someone more talented. Um, I got Christian Darcel, O-line from Virginia Tech going. He's 6'5", 314. Um, the Giants don't have a ton of needs except for O-line. They ranked 31st in O-line last year via Pro Football Focus. Here's a stat I found. So first overall, fourth overall pick, Andrew Thomas, last year really struggled. He was pressured 57 times at left tackle, um, 14 more than any other player at that position. He was also the only player at that position to be charged with 10 sacks allowed as well. Listen, it's a first-year thing. He's going to learn. I really liked Andrew Thomas actually coming out of Georgia, but it's hard. O-line's a hard position to play. So keep stacking your O-line. With Sewell and Slater already off the board, I see Darisol, every mock draft I was looking at, which is also how I kind of do this thing, I see him projecting the 15 to 20 range. So is this a reach? Yes. So Giants, in my opinion, would be one of those teams to trade back if they really wanted this guy and didn't acquire more assets. Um, yeah, fun fact, he started all three years at Virginia Tech. He was a Drew Freshman. I like guys like that. He came in from day one and he won the job. I like this pick for the Giants. Got to keep assuring up that line, assuring up that Daniel Jones could be healthy is potentially in his last year with the New York Giants. All right, next. 12th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles via the 49ers that they traded through from the Dolphins. One of those crazy things that picks were just being thrown around. Um, I got them selecting Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. Okay, so the report is how he wants Jalen Waddle if he's available or Patrick Sertain if he can trade up. I'm all in for Sertain if he can trade up as an Eagles fan. But I just can't see him passing up on Smith, and here's why. And I'm going to take this from an Eagles fan perspective. Um, the Eagles just got John Rager, who is also a speedster. And now you need a pure route runner. Waddle is not the purest route runner, especially not even compared to Devontae Smith. Um, and Devontae Smith is probably as good as a route runner as I've seen, probably since Judy, but before that, not nah, maybe before that. Um, so I think that like the the speedster thing is getting out of hand. Seen it too many times at Rager last year over Justin Jefferson, right? Which I'll get to in a second. But, you know, John Ross, like, all these guys are drafting speedsters. And route running is the most easily the most... Well, you got to catch the ball first. But route running is the most second most important thing. If you can't get open, it doesn't matter. All these speedsters have speeds, but they're going to run go routes. right? I mean, Henry Ruggs, he's really struggled. He really struggled last year. I'm not making the same mistake with Jalen Waddle if I'm Howie Rosen. Now, is the frame a concern? He's 175 pounds. Well, that didn't stop him from having 117 receptions, 1,856 yards, and 23 touchdowns last year. In the three final games, probably against your biggest competition, except for Georgia, against Florida, Notre Dame, and Ohio State combined, 34 touch, 34 receptions, 529 yards, 8 touchdowns. I mean, that's the best of the best right there, and you're dominating. I mean, you're straight dominating. Um, I know the Eagles fans will be pissed if Howie takes a while over him. I just mentioned, like, Justin Jefferson last year, and... I just, I don't understand 
the NFL sometimes. Listen, at one point at the end of the college football national championship game, I tweeted that the, the Jets would take Devontae Smith at two. And a lot of people were also on that wave. People called him the purest route runner since Jerry Rice. That is something I heard from NFL draft experts. So why is he dropping? And like if you take Waddle here, he's going to continue to drop, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Don't make the mistake, Harry Roseman. Take Devontae Smith with the 12th overall pick. All right, 13, Los Angeles Todd Jodger. <clears throat> wow, excuse me. The Los Angeles Chargers. I have them taking J.C. Horn, quarterback from South Carolina. 6-1-205. Listen, Casey Hayward's gone. Desmond King got traded away in the middle of the season, and Chris Harris Jr. is old. This is an easy selection for me as the next best corner on the board, um, which they need. They need a future number one corner because Chris Harris Jr. obviously probably won't be playing for that long. The biggest uh, praise for him is his cover skills are off the charts. I mean, his great length and physicality. The knock is he's not the best tackler in the world, and that could be the reason why Caleb Farley is drafted before him, but I'll get to why I like Horn better than Farley. But to me, position of need makes sense. Take Chris Harris Jr., Brandon Staley, really sure of that defense. Who knows what I got having a number one corner with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Not saying he's Ramsey potential, but take a corner right here with a 13th overall pick. All right, 14th overall pick, Minnesota Vikings, Elijah Vera Tucker, inside lineman from USC. Um, listen, he's 6'4", 300 pounds. You need to protect your greatest asset, and that's Dalvin Cook. The O-line ranked 26th via pro football focus um and once again it was the and this is a quote um once again it was the interior of the offensive line where most of the issues popped up well guess who fits that need perfectly vera tucker who projects as a left guard in the nfl due to his athleticism not much more i can say this fits its fit is a little bit of reach yes but if it's the right offensive guy it's never reached me vera tucker should be the pick at the 14th overall selection for minnesota vikings all right, 15, the New England Patriots. This is an interesting one because I could easily see them trading up and getting a quarterback. But if they're right here, I'm taking Micah Parsons because he's easily the most talented player at this point. Um, he opted out of the 2020 season. He's a linebacker from Penn State. And boy, did Penn State miss him. They were actually atrocious on the offensive side of the ball without their leader. He's one of those Rovers guys, one of the guys Bill Belichick loves. can blitz. He can move side to side. And he has experience of being the leader of the defense. Um, he's a huge W. This is a huge W if it happens for the Patriots. Now, why he's dropped this far? Because I think he's a top 10 talent. Some reports of off-the-field issues. He's apparently not the best person to play with. But if Bill Belichick thinks he's the guy, there's no one better to iron that out than Bill Belichick himself. They obviously brought back Kyle Van Noy, and I understand that. Um, but I think this is a good person to really get your depth on the defensive side of the ball, and could be a future star at linebacker. So I like this pick with the 15th overall selection for the Patriots. All right, the Cardinals. I have them selecting Caleb Farley from cornerback from Virginia Tech. Um, 6'2", 197 pounds. So he opted out of the 2020 season. And to me, he has bust potential, but I'd still take the risk here from the Cardinals because he could be the difference for your team. He Not only did he opt out of the 2020 season, he has an injury history. He suffered a non-contact ACL turn in 2017 that the force missed system. And then he also missed the last two games of 2019 due to back spasms. So two out of the last four years, he hasn't played. I mean, that's what I've gone from that. Um, but technique-wise, the scouts say he's better than J.C. Horn. Injuries are the reason he's dropped. Now, he's not dropping that for 13 to 16. But also, there's a need here for the Cardinals. Um, Patrick Pearson is gone and needs to be replaced. 
um, and Fairley should fill the void. If the Cardinals are not comfortable with Fairley's injury history, then go with a guy like Greg Newsom, who I could see going here. But Fairley is the more talented guy and the much better upside. Just injuries have really not gone his way. So that's why I'm going with 16 with the Cardinals. All right, 17. I got the Raiders selecting Tevin Jenkins. Listen, every time I see, and I'm looking up pro football focus, and I see your line's not that good. That's where I'm going to right there. 6'6", 315 pounds from Oklahoma State. Versatility, versatility, versatility. He's got experience time at right guard, left tackle, and right tackle. He started a right tackle the last two years. Um, he lacks elite range from the actual like game standpoint, but obviously not in the versatility standpoint. Um, he's just And he's a true power blocker. He seems like a guy that Groon would love to have. Play multiple positions. And he, I mean, looks like true power blocker. You're getting up and down the trenches with Groon. Obviously loves. Um, he, the range ranked 24th in O-line. No he also lost Trent Brown. You need this guy. Don't overthink it. Take Tevin Jenkins with the 17th overall selection. All right. The Miami Dolphins. I'm selecting Jeremiah Owusu koromoa Linebacker from Notre Dame. So if I didn't botch that up. 6'2", 216. Um, this guy also has versatility. He fits today's NFL so well. He can even play some safety. He can play the rover linebacker position. He can blitz. Um, I've been hearing he can go higher than this. I've been hearing he can go to the Giants at 11. Right, Giants were 11. So that's how high I've been hearing going, or maybe some potential top 10. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was gone before this. It's just how my board lapped up. This would be a huge win for Brian Forrest's D. They have to replace, they have to replace Kyle Van Noy's versatility. Owosus Komao fits that perfectly. And he's also a physical beast, 6'2", 216. I love this pick here. All right, next, the Washington football team. I have them selecting Jalen Waddle. So finally, Waddle has been selected with the 19th overall pick. But that's my point here. Like, Devontae Smith would not be taking Miami. They already taken a wide receiver. I don't think they'd be taking Vegas. They wouldn't be taking the Cardinals, New England. I mean, even New England. But, like, I mean, that's how far it's going to take. And I just don't see Devontae Smith dropping that far. But here, continuing on Waddle. 5'10", 182. He's a straight speedster. Washington lacks weapons. That's the truth. Listen, they did just get Curtis Samuel. They have Terry McLaurin. But now they need that third guy, that speedster guy. They don't have Curtis Samuel's your cog guy, your slot guy. Terry McLaurin's your outside threat guy, deep guy. Just your overall good wide receiver. Jim Wall's your speedster to complete the trio. Um, lots of people have him going into the top 10. Wouldn't be shocked. I think the over is 8.5 for him. So... This is obviously a huge drop of what I would do, what I think about him. But that I was saying before, the NFL is starting to catch on on stop drafting speedsters, and that's why I'm not drafting him as high. I just mentioned Henry Ruggs, John Ross, I mean Jalen Rager. Those guys were speedsters. That was exciting because they were speedsters. I'm not drafting him that high if you're not proficient in route running, which you can always learn. He's a good runner, it's just not a strong suit. And last but not least, be a great deep threat for Fitzpatrick, who loves to throw the ball um, downfield. Um, okay, 20th overall pick, I got Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. He's more of your physical wide receiver at 6'1", 190. His toughness is his best as route. That's what all the scouts love him. He's got excellent deep ball threat. He's great at high-pointing the ball. And that and it's kind of like replacing Allen Robinson, who eventually I don't think will be there. I think they just franchise-tagged him. I wouldn't be shocked if they traded him, or he's going out of this year straight from free agency. But... That's probably going to happen, and he's going to be his replacement, and you need to continue to have some weapons over there, especially with Mooney, who I think is good, but to have a little young receiving core with Bateman and Mooney and Cole Komet, so you have a really young um, receiving core there, and to replace Allen Robinson, so that's what I'll do at 20 overall if I'm the Chicago Bears. All right, we're getting down to the home stretch here. We're already at the 21st overall pick, and the Indianapolis Colts 
are on the clock. I have them selecting Jalen Phillips at the end for Miami. 6'5", 258 pounds. Um, he can play the 4-3s at the end, or he can play the 3-4s uh, outside linebacker. Um, the Colts are another one of those teams that have a good roster. So in these scenarios, for me, you have to bolster the lines. It's just another one I'm thinking about. Um, he'll fit great along DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston. Also can learn a lot from both of those guys. And But the thing is that here's the knock. The scouts want more consistency. Um, here's what I've read. They said hand technique and more consistent reducing a surface area while establishing a half-man relationship with the opponents as a pass rusher. So if you understand what that means, good for you. Um, for me, it's just all about consistency. Um, what better place to learn that and develop a player than Indianapolis? This guy's obviously very talented. Um, former um, Houston's UCLA for two years, and he just couldn't figure it out, and now he's here, and he had a great season for Manny Diaz and the Hurricanes. So um, I think the Colts are a good spot for him, the 21st overall pick. All right, the Tennessee Titans. I have them drafting Aziz Ojolari. No way I pronounced this right. TN from Georgia. 6'3", uh, 240. Uh, he had nine and a half sacks last year for Georgia and 15 in the last two seasons. As intense, he lost a lot of talent. Built, once again, build it back up with the Lions. He's the best prospect to me at this point, which could be debated with the next pick. But to me, I'm taking Aziz over the next pick with the Jets at 23, who I have Quiddy Pay at the end from Michigan. He's 6'4", 277. He has an extremely high ceiling. Right. Um, he's a very good fit in New York. Well, time to develop. Also, you have great coaching there in Robert Salah. I've seen Pay go as high as 14 to the Vikings. So I wouldn't, I would be shocked if he's, I, if I'm wrong here, I'm wrong here. Sort of just, I have him on the board, but wouldn't be shocked if obviously he went before this. All right, with the 24th overall pick, the Steelers are on the clock where they think the first running back is going to go off the board in Najee Harris, less than 6'2", 230. Obviously a very physical runner. He's got a great blend of speed and finesse. He always seems to fall forward. He's not a straight speedster like ETN. And ETN's also pretty... I mean, I'm not saying ETN's not even physical. I've watched ETN for the last three years. I haven't seen anything I haven't liked about ETN. Just not just less miles. He's better at hitting holes. He's not much of a speedster. And they want more of a physical runner, I believe Pittsburgh does. Obviously, let James Honor go. I live well. They're kind of sick of that little weight in the back and pick your spots. They want to just go, go, go and be physical. So... Can't blame Mir. So Najiaris, I think, is the only running back taken. There's a prop bet for that in the first round with a 24th overall pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars back on the clock via the Los Angeles Rams. In the Jalen Ramsey trade, I got taking Alex Letterwood and O-line in Alabama. Same thing to it that the, um, the Dolphins did for two last year. Ready? You got your franchise quarterback? Now protect him. He played both guard and tackle in college. Um, the only issue that uh, the Scott finds he has stuffed legs. So he has trouble with doubling moves. He gets a little uh, like mud feet, right? He's not moving quickly. Someone hits another move, a little in and out, a little spin. He's not as um, quick enough to go get him. But hopefully that's something he can work on because, I mean, you're going to get a lot of double moves in the NFL. I mean, probably consistently. I mean, you're going to spin move one move, spin move counter, bull rush, you know? I mean, all that sorts of stuff. So... Uh, but yeah, you got to protect him if you're Jacksonville Jaguars. I am going with the 25th overall pick to protect Trevor Lawrence. Um, 26, uh, Christian Barrymore, defensive tackle, Alabama. A lot of people don't have him in the first round. But to me, I don't see why the Browns can't take him here. Once again, they don't have a lot of holes. So what do you do? You build on the lines. And man, would this guy fit great on the D-line? 
with with Clowney and Miles Garrett just be that run stuffer taking double. I mean, if he takes double teams because he's so big, six five, three ten, right? Then you got to go single coverage on Miles Garrett, or maybe you double Miles Garrett, right? You got single coverage Clowney and he's stuffing up the middle. I mean, I I would love this pick for the Cleveland Browns, and I think it's a no brainer, and I think it would be a huge W um, for them. All right, twenty seven. I got Elijah Moore, wide receiver from Old Miss. I'm going to continue the little trend that the Ravens have gone on to. They're drafting a wide receiver in the first or second round. But to me, they're not going to draft a deep guy. They're going to draft a slot guy, and that's exactly what Elijah Moore is. Um, and why he fits this Raven system is, one, is a slot guy. Two, he can score it any time he touches the ball. That's true. That's the praise of them. He's electric. And he's an excellent kick returner. Anytime he touches the ball, he can score. And John Harbaugh, former special teams coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, is a huge special teams guy. So I think John Harbaugh would be enamored <coughs> with this guy and take him the 27th overall pick. All right, 28, the New Orleans Saints. Take, uh, you know, the New Orleans College native and Zavin Collins, a linebacker from Tulsa, 6'4", 260 pounds. He was the defensive player of the year. People forget in college football. Guy's got an excellent football IQ. He's got a good blend of size and speed and skill. Um, would be a great replacement for Quan Alexander. And a team that doesn't have a true linebacker on the roster right now. And to me, he would instantly start. He'd instantly start, and I think he'd be a leader of defense. And he's a, if I had to bet on someone, I mean, a high stakes one defensive player of the year in year one, Zavin Collins, to me, would be someone I'd look at for. Seriously. I think he could be a guy that puts in 100 tackles easily in year one. All right, the Packers with a 29th overall pick. I got him going Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. Um, 6'1", 190, has excellent ball skills. Um, he's excellent on the perimeter. They say he's yet to play a full season of football. That's the knock. Listen, the Packers can go a lot of directions here. Could they draft a wide receiver? Yes. Yes, they could draft a wide receiver. But I just don't see it happening. They haven't done it yet, so why would they do it now? Greg Newsom is the pick here. And you could see the cornerback play was an issue in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they got two picks, but why, why'd they lose that game? Because of the cornerback play. So that's what I'm doing twin over all the Green Bay Packers. All right, 30, Buffalo Bills. I'm going Joe Tyron, defensive end, Washington. Um, very explosive player. He's a great pass rusher and has solid upside. Once again, Bills are one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of needs. So keep building on the line. And, and all three of those things, explosive player, great pass rusher, fit Sean McDermott's system very well. So I don't see why Joe uh, Tryon cannot be this selection. I run the word. Two more picks to go. The Baltimore Ravens. I got him selecting, this is via the Kansas City Chiefs, that was the Orlando Brown trade. Now, could they go a line here to replace Orlando Brown? Yes, yes. But I have him going Jason Owen, a defensive end, Penn State. Um, he needs some development. He's got excellent length, um, but he needs to fill out his frame. Um, the truth is they just lost Matthew Judon, right? And so he gets some of this kind of potential and this kind of upside, you know, to be to be potentially as good as Judon is what you kind of kind of go in this direction. I think that's where the go. Bob Nightingale will really be enamored with this kid. That's the defensive coordinator um, for the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> and so I think that's what they go with. 31st overall pick. And the last pick in the first round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This, I mean, they don't need anything. But why not get more weapons for Tom Brady? Kadarius Tony, why was he from Florida? Why he'll be this pick? Well, one, he's a straight athlete. Um, 5'11", 189 pounds. 
He moved back and forth from running back and wide receiver at Florida. He's also a track star. He can also, they have to replace Antonio Brown's production. And, I mean, I just told you, he can play a million positions. Slot, outside, you can put him in the back foot running back. I think Tom Brady would love this kid. I mean, absolutely love this kid. Just seems like a Tom Brady type weapon. And to me, it's probably an obvious selection if he's on the board with the 32nd overall pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, well, that's the entire first-round mock draft. Um, I mean, once again, I'm going to be keeping track of if, you know, my picks hit or not. And obviously, I mean, real quick, couple busts I see. I'm not a huge Caleb Farley fan. I just don't see it happening with the injury history. And honestly, with, I told you why Waddle fell for me. I could easily see Jalen Waddle being a bust. People I like, linebacker from Notre Dame, Owosumurai, guy plays a bunch of positions. Right, and is a physical monster. And if we're just being honest, I don't know how Kyle Pitts misses. I know everyone thinks the same thing. I don't know how Kyle Pitts misses, but we'll see if my predictions are right. Thanks for joining me. Back to regular schedule programming next week on regular EPs. NBA playoffs soon. And we're gonna check that out and probably break that down. So good.